1: How tense were things for you guys over the last couple of days, knowing that if you went to Milwaukee down to nothing, that would be pretty bad. Honestly, we weren't that tense. Uh, we all knew that we were going to respond well. Um, as a team, we never really like kind of get like that. We trust one another. Even if we ended up 0-2, we knew that we were going to fight back and, and you know compete in this series. So um, for us, it was just a matter of you know approaching the game as if we had to make those adjustments. And when we did, we knew we would have success. And then the way Jalen started, uh, how much of a lift did, did that give you guys? Yeah, he came in and locked in. You could tell from just now how he approached the when he came to the arena hours early before the game. I saw it in his eyes. So at the start of the game, I was just like, all right, do your thing. And we were supported and cheering, you know, and he established that tone, set set that uh, mark of the aggression on the offensive end of not only just playing the right way and knocking out open shots, but also moving it. And it's one of those things that he's improved on throughout his career. And you have to admire that about him, that he's continued to get better, um, him and JT both. And um, JB was a huge leader and a huge huge component of this win tonight.
3: Right, back with another episode of the Causeway Street podcast. I am Josue Pavone alongside Joel Pavone. Sean Dutra, believe it or not, he's in Disney World right now. Disneyland? No, World. Disney World. Oh, sorry. My Disney, Disney World. Disney <laughs> World. Disney World. <laughs> but I, see, I was confused. I see what movie you're quoting, though. Yeah. The, 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 I wonder if people will get that reference. It's, it's been quite a, quite a while since that movie came out. <laughs> but Disneyland. We got Zach Pellequin of CausewayStreet.com. He's going to check in in like a few minutes while, while I set the table here. As the Boston Celtics, man coming off one heck of a win against the Milwaukee Bucks, winning game two of their best-of-seven series, 109-86. to 86. A lot of people were wondering how the Suns will respond without Marcus Smart with the defense that they, that was thrown at them in game one and the way they faulted in that second half. But, man, did they respond in a big way. Man, the Jalen Brown Statement. respond in a big way. 17 points in the first quarter. He finished with 30. Jason Tatum he finished with 29. He only had 10 at halftime. Honestly, man, like the first half, if you, if you ask me, The best defense I've seen from this team all year long. And without Marcus Smart, man, that speaks volume. And a big, a big part of that defense was Grant Williams, man. We're gonna spend a lot of time talking about him. Batman? I'm gonna make sure we spend a lot of time talking about Grant because man, he impressed the hell out of me in game two. But before I keep rambling on and on, let's uh let's bring in Zach Peliquin. Let's uh let's talk about game two, Zach. Uh, let's, let's dissect, my dude. Let's dissect. Let's let, let's let's dig in here because I know uh it's like we talked about right before we started recording. I know after game one, Zach was just like, "Whoa, what the heck happened here?" So 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 after game two, I I want you to tell me exactly what happened. You know, with the with the Celtics and their approach, or, or better yet, what happened with the Bucks? I guess in their approach c- compared to what we saw in game one.
0: Well, I it, I don't think the Bucks really changed all too much at all. I think there were really two factors that you saw change from game one to game two. One, I think Boston was ready. You know, the whole, whole entire game one, I thought they looked um, kind of shocked to see that another team in the NBA would actually play a physical, physical ball game against them. And, uh, you know, Milwaukee came out there, they looked really tough, really rugged and completely honest. I thought the referees let the, uh, let Giannis kind of get away with a little bit in Game One, which set the tone, and I don't think uh, I don't think Boston was really ready. And I, I think um, you know, going back and forth on Twitter with a few people, which I do so well, um, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I just don't think that Brooklyn series really got them ready for what they were going to face against Milwaukee. So I think it was a little bit of a, a you know a, a culture shock, if you will, that they were going to walk into a team that was um, that was really. You know, it was going to play a physical style of basketball that, that they just really weren't ready for uh, after beating up on on Brooklyn in their more um, finesse style. And what you saw from Boston in Game Two, they I thought were much more physically ready. It seemed uh, that for Milwaukee than they had been in Game One. Uh, obviously, they shot the ball incredibly well throughout the course of the first half and at times in the second half as well, especially the three ball where they had one. I believe it ended up being the largest. Uh, disparity in terms of one team hitting threes versus the other uh, for total um, uh, in the playoffs. I think more threes over their opponent than anyone else had ever done before. So, you know, that obviously helps. (laughs) And then um, on on top of that, uh, you know, I thought they played with a lot better uh, spacing. You know, we saw in the first half, I thought there were much better space. I thought guys got shots that were much more in rhythm uh, versus what we saw in game one, where it looked like there was a lot of, you know, forcing a lot of forced ISO. And unfortunately, we saw Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and then several of the other guys kind of struggling a little bit, I thought, in the second half, which made it a much closer game than it really needed to be. But um, overall, much better game in Game 2, and they look a lot more ready for, uh, for Milwaukee on, on every level, really.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just felt like the the difference between Game One and Game Two, well, one of the many differences was the the way the Bucks just was getting them at half court, making them uncomfortable, making them rushing them in, into their offense. That's exactly what they wanted them to do, right? Making them, you know, force passes, or or another thing was the way they anticipated those passes, right? I was like, man, these guys have done their homework. You could tell that they were looking at Celtics' so film. They just knew Boston style, but. In game two, there was it was completely different. Like they were getting into their offense where they wanted to. They weren't wasting any time. They weren't giving the the Bucks any chances to to sit back and think about what was going to happen. And then, you know, to see Jalen Brown go off the way he did, they had no answer for that. And Jalen just didn't stop. I, I just it, it just made them look vulnerable. It made the Bucks look weak. And when you look at the, the, the difference though in the box score, I mean one of the biggest things that stands out is the twenty three pointers. I mean I don't know if you can realistically expect that from the Celtics from night in and night out, but between game one and game two, I just feel like there's been that sort of curveball from one end or the other, and I'm just sitting here waiting to, to see what happens next. Like, how is obviously the Bucks going to respond in one way, right? But also in, in another way is if Marcus is not there, or if you know if if he does come back, how much of you know him him playing hurt is going to play a factor? How much of Jalen Brown, who's clearly hurt right now? Uh, playing through this right now is going to play a factor, you know, because this is this is the longest break. You know, this is the longest break both of these teams are going to get uh, throughout this best-of-seven series. And seeing how they respond, especially on the road, is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the Jalen Brown injury is a weird one because it seemed like for a good portion of that game, he was fine. And then kind of late, you saw him get a little bit tight with the, with the hamstring he was re- back at it a a few times but he still looked pretty explosive so it was it was kind of a strange one so i don't know if that's one of those deals where he's got an injury that certain movements cause the issue or certain things that he's doing on the court are causing the issue but yeah i mean this break right here is huge um you know obviously we've got another day or so before they play again and um you know i i think the big one is going to be marcus smart getting him back on the court you know making sure that he's healthy again and um you know I, i believe I believe the injury was, what, a uh, quad contusion, yeah. which typically gets better over the course of time. You know, it's one of those things where you, you, know, you give it a few days or a week or whatever and you're going to be able to overcome it. So, you know, he, he's in a situation where I think Smart's going to get back and he'll be healthy and ready to go. And, you you know, we can't forget the guy that, you know, came into this playoffs with probably the biggest injury issue was Rob Williams. And he looked pretty bouncy uh, in game two. So, you know, even getting him a little bit more time, of course, is going to be a good thing for them. The only downside is it gives a little bit of time to a Milwaukee team that's run a little short-staffed. Uh, I think Giannis looked a little tired, a little winded by the end of that game too, because they are putting a lot of pressure on him to go out there and kind of carry the um, the offensive load for them, and um, you know, giving him that extra time, it, it, it can't do anything but help him as well. So,
2: yeah, I mean, I felt like in, in the in the, that third quarter, you know, they're up by twenty five, and I think a lot of the the um, the refs reviewing like fouls, oh, man, that like that killed crazy. that killed
3: the momentum for both teams, really, yeah, Right. but. More so, it killed the momentum for the, for Boston, and yeah. Like, like just, late in the second half, for a team that's trying to close out, like, if you're the Bucks, you want all of that, like, you want all those extra breathers, you want all of that stoppage to play because you're just trying to steal yeah. that momentum, that yeah.
2: Because I, I really felt like that's when oh. Jalen was like, was walking around more, yeah. kind of like that's when that's, grabbing someone, his hamstring, that's when someone
3: yeah. cramps up, yeah, the, the stoppage, right? the
2: stoppage, exactly. Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, you can't control that, obviously, that's not that's not either team's fault, but. I mean at the, at the same time, um get it together, refs.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Same <laughs> at the, time, get it yeah, together. At the at the same time, like um when that happens, like how do you how do you stay warm? Like, yeah. you know, this is in the in the middle of the of the uh of the <laughs> of the play getting reviewed, there's just Jalen hop on the bike, Oh, I don't know. Like that's just that's just weird. You <laughs> might have to. <laughs> right? Shit. But um overall though, the defense was probably the I mean, you know, three pointers are always going to—they're going to—they're going to have the headlines, right? They're going to steal the headlines in, yeah. in a game like this, you know. Especially my
3: boy Grant getting six of them, right? Knocking like, down six of them, you know,
2: thirteen out of twenty in the first half, twenty for the game, uh, franchise record, all that good stuff. But the defense, because they didn't—they—they they decided not to double uh, onto the Kumpo. I think that was huge. That was huge yeah. when it came to, um, you know, the the man, to man, you know, the the uh Grant called it, you know, being on an island. I thought that was an interesting take. He was taking elbows, like like he
3: was, with yeah. <laughs> like his job. Exactly, yeah, it's that because he's able to do that. You know, yeah. like not, not a lot of you know not a lot of teams have that that switchability that you know someone like Grant would be out on an island defending, defending Giannis. Yeah.
2: yeah, and then Al Horford obviously a huge game. You know, yeah. double double. Um, when those two weren't on the court, I felt like Robert Williams had a little bit of a hard time with Antetokounmpo, The Kumpa though, mm. um, so. I don't, I don't know if it's him's just getting back into the, the swing of things, but, uh, again, this, this can't be understated. The rest between, uh, you know, game two and three, that's going to be huge. I think for the, for the front <laughs> court and for obviously Marcus Smart to, you know, hopefully he's, he's back because it's not a, it's not a guarantee yet.
3: Well, Zach, um, what do you make of, of uh, Grant Williams's performance? Because obviously it, it, it was huge. It, it came in a, in a, in a, in a in a, in a game that was was clearly a, a must win for the Celtics, and a game where they they needed that extra you know muscle on the defensive end without without their leader Marcus Smart, and that that bomb drops just two hours before tip off and. And and Grant Williams said, looked at everyone, and said, "Say less," and of course scores, <laughs> scores a career high twenty one points. And like Joel talked about, just some stellar defense. Like, how much could Celtics fans rely on that throughout the series, and not just that stat line in particular, but just this sort of uh defense, this sort of uh, him being a pest. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I guess the best way to put it on Giannis, man. Giannis was just kind of looking over his shoulder, the, you know, most of the night, yeah, doing his, his best semi uh <laughs> impression. Yeah, yeah, he was, was the 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 wall, y- stopper, if you will.
0: Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, it, it's not overselling it to say that it was the best game of Grant Williams career. I mean, that's, that's yeah. kind of point blank. <laughs> and Definitely. especially in that moment too, where you're looking at a game where, you know, if, if Boston loses that game, this. Se- Series turns into a mountain to climb. Uh, you know, you can you can drop one at home and, and probably pick one up in Milwaukee. You drop the first two to start off a series in, in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Vegas is going to be against you. We'll just put it that way. You know, you're going to be a little <laughs> yeah. bit of
1: trouble. and uh, for him That's to show it.
0: up like that to have him have that kind of game is, is massive, no doubt about it. Um, especially on top of all of it, the absence of Marcus Smart in that game, where you knew you needed that. That, uh, player who's going to bring the energy and bring that nasty attitude that was going to kind of set the physical tone for Boston. So huge on all regards. Um, and then guarding Giannis, I mean, it's the, is it not the weirdest thing in the world that Boston somehow finds these muscle bound guys that are like six six to defend the biggest, you know, the Greek freak to go out there and take care of him. And somehow that's a defensive matchup that he struggles with. I don't get it. You know, I don't know if it's just the <laughs> fact that you guys. Are, I, I don't know if it's just you got you, you know two little fire hydrants. You know, in terms of I, you know, they're, I they're don't bills. know. I think you got.
3: I think you got to tip your cap to, to Danny Age. I think this is
0: this is a uh, uh, this is Danny Age's
3: fingerprints. You know, yeah,
0: no, absolutely. And, and you know, Grant Williams. I saw this on again on, on my favorite Twitter. You know, people were like, "Oh, you know, did they, they, they grab him. If they wanted Semi Ojeley to be originally." And I mean, my thought always was that they were trying to get. Grant Williams to be kind of a, a Draymond Green light. Yeah.
3: Right. You know, that, that that's that what always, I saw in the, the in the mock drafts, that for sure, that, that summer. Yeah, right. it, it,
0: and that's what he's, it, that and, and what we saw in game two, I mean, that, that was kind of it. You Draymond know, you give him flat, a, right? a versatile defender who's not easy to push around, <laughs> right. who can stand up against, uh, you know, the, the MVPs of the league and, and be able to put in a good defensive effort. And then knock down uh, any of the open shots that he gets, and you know ultimately, you know it, it it ends up. You have Grant Williams with the best game of his career, and and probably you know outside of Jalen Brown going absolutely nuts was was one of the best players
3: on the court for the Celtics period. Yo, he's for yeah, he's Draymond Horford. Yeah, he's Draymond Horford. Official, he's Draymond Horford. That's Right, a, right? he's I mean, a hybrid. He made he made He I mean, <laughs> was like, oh,
2: he's little little Horford out there. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you exactly.
3: Know? The IQ of Horford. You know, the outside shot of Horford because it's, uh, I'd say it's slightly better, but probably it's significant, better. I significantly, think it's significantly better, better yeah, yeah. especially in the cap- last couple of years. People yeah. – <laughs> I'm still thinking of, like, 2015 Draymond, twenty seven, yeah, or whatever that yeah. year was where he was doing yeah. that. But, um, yeah, hybrid of that, but then that grit, that toughness, that, you know, not giving up any space that you see from Draymond. Yeah, I see a lot of that in, in, in Grant Williams because that was the thing. That was the thing that was driving me crazy with oh with God. with Giannis' – you know, his drives to the rim because he's just – He can take up all this space. It's such a thin line between a foul and a and a a huge stop. And Grant, I feel like is starting to master that right now. You know, I I, look, listen, I'm not saying this is going to happen throughout the course of seven game series. That this is what happens throughout the course of a seven game series. Teams adjust. Teams adjust. All right. When walking, probably like buttonholes were just like, what the fuck was that from Grant? So they're going to adjust. You know, I don't. I'm not sure we're going to see the same stat line that we saw out of Grant. But that defense, though, that defense on Giannis, that's something I think could carry over to Milwaukee. At least I'm hoping it does. Drew Holiday was like, you're the one that told us not to guard him when he's shooting threes. He <laughs> hit six of them.
2: He hit six of them, coach. What do you want us to do? Dude hit six, coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> like, essentially, right? I, you know, the first... What, what is his third year? Third year, All yeah. Right. yeah. The first two years work. of his career.
3: Well, like, no, no, no wait, don't. I don't know. It's a, to, in my opinion, there's a difference between year one and year two. Year oh, two well, was bad. That I was mean, bad. Yeah, play, no, but, but I just yeah. feel
2: like, no... And the first year in the bubble, like, I felt like he was just a guy to just observe fouls, right? You throw him in there, bang around a little bit, but, like, he wasn't good at anything, Yeah. right? Between year one and year two, it's like, what is Grant good for in, ter- in, in, <laughs> in terms of just, like, just picking up fouls or just, like, he's just, he's just, he's just an extra yeah. six fouls that you throw in there right. from time to time.
3: <laughs> what is he good at?
2: But he worked on his body. He worked on his shot, not just like a, like a, a mid-range. No,
3: he worked on his three-point shooting. Yeah. Well, when, when you miss 23 in a row as a rookie, I, I feel like I would, that, that would haunt me forever. Like, like you're, you're shooting. <laughs> so like, I would work on my shooting so much so that I'll make sure that there's no way that could ever happen. Yeah.
2: Again. Yeah, yeah. He's turned into, it was a, good though. he's turned into a three and D guy. Like, right. Like in this league, yeah. if you're not a starter, if you're not a, you know, a bonafide role player, like, you know what your role is, you're a three and D guy. Those are the three options. And if you're not in one of those three things, which Grant wasn't you in the first, first two years. Probably not in rotation. Exactly. So, and I'll still keep bringing this up. Like, when the Celtics traded for Hernan Gomez, I was like, good, Grant is gone. Like, I don't need to see Grant anymore. Yeah, I said it wow. in the podcast. I remember saying it on the podcast. I was like, that was, oh. I was like... The fact that they, that, that, uh, Stevens, you did say Stevens, that. That's right. Stevens able to trade yeah. Carson Edwards. I was like, Oh my God, this is a blessing. Like, he got rid of <laughs> Carson Edwards and I don't have to see Grant Williams. I thought he was going to gobble up Grant, Grant Williams' minutes. Well, when you find out about Schroeder too, you're just, like, All right, let's do it. Like, he's completely turned my opinion around. You know, I'm sorry, Grant, if you're listening. Like, I believe in you. You're not just like, you know, he's not just throwing you in there like, please give me something, you know, Grant. Like, you know, know he's throwing you in there for a purpose. He actually told me
3: that you're his favorite host on Causeway Street.
2: Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. I
3: think think you're lying, but I'll take it. All that's out the window now. Yeah, right. But, you know. (laughs) I don't think that's true. Like, the the fact that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
2: he had like a a top-notch two-way performance. Six threes is great, obviously. Twenty one like points. There's like a
3: star out there, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. on
2: defense, he he was having fun out there. Yeah. Like you can see it. Like, yeah, I took the I took the elbow to the mouth. <laughs> Whatever, it's all yeah. good. Like, and he and he's still asking. He's still asking. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that all you got, champ? Yeah, no. But he's still asking. Remember, remember Grayson Allen when he was like trying to be on top? He's like, yo, you don't want this smoke from Grant Williams, bro. Yeah, you don't yeah. want all this smoke nah, from Grant Williams. You know. But Grant is still that nice of a dude to be like. Yo, you good, bro? Like you all right? Like you know, if you really want the smoke, I'll give it to you. But I just want to make sure you, you know, you think twice before you actually want the smoke. <laughs>
3: Text me after the game.
2: Yeah, for real. <laughs> so I mean, it is what it is. Like Smart is usually your third leading score, right? Smart out, and with the combination of of William, of uh, Grant Williams, well, both Williams actually, Robert and 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 Grant and and uh Al Horford, those three, they, they stepped they stepped up on the defensive end. Yeah. This, 86,
3: that's points? You, that, 86 points that, that's why you didn't see ties and i don't mean that in a bad way no, i don't no, mean that right, in a bad yeah, way yeah, but yeah. that's why you didn't see ties
2: some people are still are mad about that but like he may yeah. knows what he's doing like the defense was on was on point uh the, the first game though i don't think that was like the worst game in the world he lost by 12 and i think the defense on Giannis just improved dramatically dramatically from game one to game two and it was you know he's shooting what 38 percent in the series
3: yeah so,
0: so. Well, can I ask a question on that? So, when it comes to the defense on Giannis, have you ever, in your history of watching basketball, seen referees call the game the way that they did it in the first half of Game Two, in the change to what we saw at halftime to what we saw in the second half? I've never seen a game be called so. Loosely in the first half, and then tighten up so fast in the second half, especially against Giannis, which was actually the opposite, where they were calling the fouls on him and the offensive uh, fouls on him, and then all of a sudden the second half, ah, we're gonna get we're, we're gonna get back to letting him run people, just team roll people.
2: Like, what the hell happened? Man? You're right. You're right. He should have fouled out of that game with all the with, 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 all, with all the charges that that like yeah. weren't called, and you're calling it on Tatum, well, but you're answer, not calling it on, to, on on Giannis. To answer
3: your question, probably the last time was probably like LeBron like the yeah. first the, the first stint with the uh with the Cavs. calves yeah like one of like maybe 2010 or so but like yeah t- you you make a good point though it's been a long time it's been a really long time now that was that was crazy because the elbow thing is what drives me nuts and then also there's a such thing as a no call right yeah like, right
2: it doesn't have, okay. You doesn't have to call something right, to if it's pull. not a
3: charge you don't have to call it the other way like, <laughs> that's what drove me crazy especially yeah. with the one when i think jalen took in transition i don't think that was a charge i mean it was it was I don't even know if it was 50-50, but in that, in that instance, if you're not quite sure if it's 50-50, then, then it's a no call, you know, but yeah, you got the commentator saying like, I guess, I
2: guess the refs decided to, uh, you know, let, let, (laughs) let Giannis just roll over people in the second half versus what was being called in the first half. there's, There's an issue. There's an issue. And, and, Gotta love Stan Van Gundy. I love both Van Gundy brothers actually when they, uh, when they're on the call because they'll tell how
3: it is when it comes to the reps. <laughs> it's like they're just like, like back in the day when they were just growing up talking shit. Yeah, right. Ball, like, man. yo, these
2: fucking reps suck today. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right.
2: So, you know, with this, this, uh, series now switching to, to, to Milwaukee, the, the shift from, uh, from game two to game three, like, do the Celtics, uh, do more of the same or do, should they like mix it up now because you know 93 threes and two games that's a it's a lot of three-pointers <laughs> yeah i mean
3: like, like this is that sustainable sure. like realistically <laughs> no not at all
0: not at all um, and you saw it in the second half i thought against uh or game two where you fall in love with that three-point shot you can shoot a team you can run away and hide with a lead and you can also shoot a team back into a game and i I think in a lot of ways we saw some of those, uh, you know, some some of the uh happenings of that, you know, in, in the second half of game too. And I think that Boston has to kind of – this is the one thing that I haven't seen them do incredibly well yet, and that's have a situational identification of how to approach their offense. You know, it seems they kind of have one gear and one gear only. And, you know, when they get scoring, they want to shoot and the first open guy that gets that ball is putting it up <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. who it is or where they are that ball is going up and you know in, in some cases you're sitting there like okay you know what if we make one more pass and and we try to get to the rim you know we try to find robert williams on a you know a lob or something like that or you know get tatum or brown and maybe not smith brown right this second but one of those guys going to the rim you know, get to the free throw line felt like they fell in love a little bit with that three-point ball in the, in the second half of game two. And, you know, I think when this team's really rolling, you're seeing Derek White, you're seeing Marcus Smart, you're seeing Jalen Brown, you're seeing Jason Tatum, you're seeing all of these guys, even Grant Williams at times, being able to kind of get into the paint and make that pass from the paint outside or get all the way to the rim. You know, don't be afraid. I I feel like, you know, Al Horford had – Gosh, you know, maybe a half a half dozen opportunities in the paint or around the rim that he kicked back out, and it, I just don't know. You, you got to try to get that ball in the paint. You know, you, you can't have such a discrepancy between Milwaukee, which is what kept them reasonably close in that game. Um, you know, because of the fact that they were getting into the paint and they were making short jumps. So they were getting to the rim, and I think Boston has to get a little bit of that. you got to see a little bit more Robert Williams. you got to see a little bit more Al Horford inside, uh, you know, Tatum and Brown getting to the rim. And I think that that's going to be really key for them going forward is that, you know, three, yes, they have a couple of very good shooters, and they have what I like to call streak shooters. These guys can get super hot, and they can make up, you know, 12, 15 points in a matter of minutes, but they can also give a team back, you know, 12 or 15 points in a matter of minutes, too, with a bunch of empty possessions. So... Um, you know, for for me, I think offensively they've got to be careful with what they're doing, and I think defensively, keep up the pressure, keep up the pressure, and all and all honesty, they got to go right into that uh, um, that that Brooklyn Nets series mindset where we're going to play physical. We're probably going to have a few extra fouls out there, but we're going to wear these guys down, you know, one way or another.
2: Yeah, but I I agree um, with everything. Is it
0: sustainable? Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, I agree with everything you just said, but at the same time, though, don't you think? You know, from, from game one, having only 16 assists, that ball was barely moving. It was stuck to, you know, the one person that was coming up the court and just, you know, one pass or not even a pass and shooting early in the shot clock to in game two, where you make the defense, you know, t- you tire out the defense essentially. And they exactly. just, you know, that one extra pass and maybe they were with that mindset more so in the second half because they were kind of coming back a little bit. The Bucks. Um, I just think they got to find some, I don't know, some consistency on, on, on trying to mix mix it up, I think. That's probably like the main thing that I think they need to clean up, you know, heading over to heading over to Milwaukee. But um I think that was, you know, you go from sixteen assists to twenty eight assists, you know, that's it's a big jump in terms of um finding the open man and and things things change when the when the ball is moving instead of uh sticking, you know. The ball was yeah. popping.
0: No, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, one of the interesting stat lines that came out of that game was Derek White didn't score a basket. <laughs> and you, you think about that, hey, there's, you know, that. A lot of the people that I was, I was talking to, they'd say, damn, that's crazy because he actually felt like he had one of his better games, you know, even though he didn't put the, uh, you know, the ball in the hoop, you know, he was still helping move that ball. And he's got, I know it's, Sounds kind of weird, but he's got an element to his game that kind of reminds me of what Gordon Hayward was with this team a couple of years ago. Not necessarily in his you know position or anything like that, but it feels like when this team kind of starts to slow down, he's willing to put the ball in his hands and find the open man. And you know, I, I think that's something that maybe this team had been missing uh, for a little while. And, and I think seeing that again, where they're willing to move that ball, like you said, I think that's that's huge. You know, that when they're passing, when they're moving that ball, even when they're overly unselfish, it still ends up working out well for them. So you know, their ability to move that ball is is that's what it's all predicated on. And when they're doing that, the open threes show up, and then that's when you see guys like Brown and Tatum and Smart and all these guys are you know start knocking down threes, and, and, and this team's able to open up some some really uh, really good leads and and win basketball games. <laughs> when it's all said and done.
3: All right, Zach, how's this, how this is going to break down in Milwaukee? All right? Two games, game three, game four. How do you see this thing playing out?
0: Well, you know, Milwaukee in that first game kind of, you know, e- even though they were beating up on the Celtics, that was kind of a punch in the face for me too. Just from our conversation before the series, it was like, I didn't think they were going to have that in them, but I, I probably shouldn't have underestimated the heart of a champion. <laughs> um, you know, it, they were, they, they it's it right, hard, you know, but I, I still think Boston, as this series goes on, is going to have a better and better chance unless something unforeseen happens in terms of injuries or something like that. I think their odds go up as the series goes on for them to win. Um, I look for them to come out in game three incredibly aggressive and try to win that game because if they win one in Milwaukee, we're back to all square. Uh meaning they then hold home court again. And, you know, even if this thing does go long, we do go to game seven by any chance, you're going to get that home court back. So, you know, I I think you got to stay aggressive in game three, see if you can bring that one home. Assumptively, you're going to get Marcus Smart back on the court this weekend when they play that game. Um, And if they can win that one, you know, you really do kind of put Milwaukee's back against the wall. And then it's going to be a question of, okay, how does Milwaukee react? You know, for for all the... all the jokes that have been made about Mike Budenholzer over the years, I think he's a pretty good coach in terms of being able to adjust right. to uh, difficult situations. Yeah, so, that's why what I'm you know, like, I, what's I, gonna I,
2: happen. I'm, I'm like I'm curious. You know? Plus this home crowd, you know, they're not it's yeah. not this is not Brooklyn. This is this is like a is college it? crowd, you know, meets
3: I don't know, like Milwaukeeans.
2: Like, <laughs> <right>. Ma-
3: Milwaukeeans. <laughs> Which one is it? No, no, Milwaukee. I don't know. Milwaukeeans? I, <laughs> I don't know. know. Milwaukee sounds way much funnier though. I had to say that. <laughs> Milwaukeeans. San Diegans. <Saint-Yegons.
2: laughs> <laughs> but like I you know, know we're
3: like, Come on. Leave us alone.
2: But like, yeah, like if they, if, I think the Celtics have to win game three. Because if you give if you give the the Bucks, that confidence, plus
3: the home crowd, like the game force becomes mm-hmm. that much more difficult. Are you calling it a must win? I think so. No, I'm just kidding. I hate that saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I the, know. You're right. It's the playoffs. Every game. Yeah, is a that's win. true. You're right. That's I mean, one. That's one quote from uh, uh, Coach Steve Nash that I agree with uh, throughout, throughout that series. <laughs> All right, Zach. We'll check in with you next week. Uh, who knows how long Dujic is going to be in Disney? I don't even know how long. Yeah, he's I don't up. know either. Jeez. <laughs> man. Especially like Dujic lives down there now. I know, right? He might even move down there. Yeah. Wouldn't put it past him. Actually, that would really surprise me. But, Zach, (laughs) we appreciate you. Uh, Either way, if Deuce is here now, we'll check back in with you, man. If you be our playoff guy. So uh, keep up the good work, of course. Sounds good, gentlemen. We'll be talking. Later.
2: This episode of the Cosby Street Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all your latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. And don't forget this weekend as the Run to the Roses is on at the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casinos and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head to our website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game
3: starts. I'm glad he brought up the officials because, man, this whole let's all huddle up and try to figure this whole thing out instead of trying to get it right. And then and then like there's three of you. And then that Milwaukee game. Oh, no, that um not the Milwaukee game. The one that stands out the most for me is what happened between the the Grizzlies and the Warriors, where they elected to do a jump ball with like 30, 20 something seconds left on the shot clock. I mean, in in the game. And and the call, the right call should have favored the the, the Warriors. Mm -hmm. And they did win the tip. But, like, I just don't understand how these referees, like, they they have the resources. They've been implementing, you know, this has been implemented for a while now. And then after all the time, after all the reviews, they still can't make a call. So they go for the jump ball. Like, they got to get it right in one instance, right? In the second instance, especially what we've been seeing between the Celtics and the Bucks, like, you don't have to huddle up every single time. (laughs) You know what I mean, and like, and when you do, like, I feel like they like are like figure it out.
2: Like, no, I feel like like, did you see it? No, I didn't yeah. see it. Did you see it? No, I didn't, like, see, it. I didn't no, see it either. No, let's, go, let's go to the tape. No one saw shit.
3: Like that, that's the problem. And like, it's like, what are we doing here? I didn't see shit. Did you see? shit? I didn't see nothing. Like when? When is there gonna be any accountability on that part? I guess like, like at this point, it's like let's just let's just have
2: you know Sakakas just referee these
3: games. You know, like you might as well because the way you guys exactly like. And then they can huddle from from, from where they're at and just <laughs> announce it. Like, yeah, speakers.
2: I think the uh, the stoppage, you know, it affected both teams, but I think it would help more Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee likes to play like the that. It always helps the team
3: that's losing. It always does. Like, it helped. No, but in terms
2: of, like, going back to game one, uh, Jan's going to the free-throw line, didn't go as many times in the second game. But in the first game, that's the way they like to play in terms of limiting the, the, the um, offense – for 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 the Celtics. you know the Celtics love to run. You know the Celtics when they when they force turnovers, they love to run in transition. You know, the uh, the, the, the running game, that's like that's what email the first thing that made said when he said, like, We're gonna run. Like mm-hmm. when we, when he got here. He was like, This yeah. is this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna speed up the game. And essentially, Milwaukee just loves to speed things down. That's just the way like, Milwaukee's been for the last few years. Yeah. They that's love why, that yeah. they love
3: to have corset. That's what Jimmy Jimmy Toscano says they they're bored.
2: <laughs> it's like, like
3: I know they're good. I know Yance is great, but it's boring. I'm like, yeah, they have that, that's that's the way they like to play.
2: It's kinda yeah. because, you know, Bud here, he's from the school of pop. Him and Eme. E-may. But Eme's like, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run. If I got an opportunity to run, I'm gonna I'm gonna run and that's how we're gonna
3: that's see, how we're gonna win ball you see, games. You see my two all stars out there? Yeah, we're running. Yeah. We're gonna run. My two youngins, yeah, they're going they're going to work. They look good in open space. Right? Yeah, so they they blow back, they blow by their defenders.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the feeling I get in these in these two games is it's uh, you know, and I hate series like this when it's like one win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Yeah, because you know it's like you can't get a
3: you can't get a feel. Yeah, because you see you see like the different sides of, 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 or, or the weaknesses of of each team or the adjustments. Yeah. Like you you can't get a feel what's going to happen next.
2: That's how I feel about game three before game two. I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, they got like Jalen said, you know, they got punched in the mouth and I was like, they better, they better blow these dudes out. Like that's, I think that was the only way you were going to respond technically because if you're going to play that close game shit, like, you know, and I get it. They've they've gotten better in the late game execution, but you don't want to risk that at home going Mm -hmm. down, you know, Two nothing that's that's that would have been horrible so you, they had to they had to from from jump from the opening tip to the end of the game just run them out the gym and that's exactly what they did but coming here in game three i think you know i, I don't know if you're, you're going to be able to do the same thing mm. um uh, if, if bud wants to stick to that game plan where it's like yeah just you know leave leave grant wide open you know leave not that not that uh Derek white is the the efficient three-point shooter but at some point, those are going to start the fall, right? You would think. Well, the thing about
3: going, okay, the thing about game three, right? Like even like between, between, between Marcus potentially coming back and, you know, seeing how Jalen's going to respond with the hamstring, the extra days and all that, seeing how the, you know, the Bucks adjust. I think what's, it's going to be interesting to see the Giannis game, right? Yeah. Cause that's going to happen, right? Do the Celtics survive that? Or is this, what we're gonna is it, are we gonna see more of the same, hmm. right? Giannis, if you keep Giannis under forty percent from the floor, you've done your job. In my yeah. Opinion. But what what scares me is, or what what's realistic is, he's gonna have that Giannis game. He's gonna have that forty point, forty five point game. And can this other survive that? And what I mean by that as well is because when those games happen, yeah, it's always the Giannis that that Giannis is the guy who's headlining those those games. But it's always the teams. Capital. I mean, the, the team's starting to fall on him defensively that leads to open guys, that leads to to a Drew Holiday having a 25-point game. Like, like, whenever Giannis has one of those big games, someone else also has a big game. And then you have the role players who, have, you know, that one guy, you know, maybe it's Connington or maybe it's going to be, you know, Grayson Allen. And once he finally, oh, well, Bobby. when he finally stops thinking about what Jalen Brown did to him, Oof. <laughs> they have like a four, five, six, three-point night. And it's it's game over after that. Like that, that's the explosive offense that's so hard to come back from. To, so hard to defend. Can, what what? How are the Celtics going to be able to survive something like that? I mean, and if that's the case, you know, if, if the Celtics split these and they come back and and this thing is two two, you know, in Boston for Game Five, that's not the worst. That's not the worst place to be. To, you know, for, if you're the Celtics, but you got to steal one. I, I really do think oh, the Celtics I, have to steal. I, one. I, I, they stole one. They stole Game One. You have I to agree. go to Milwaukee. And, and still, one of those games, and make sure this thing is tied for game five. I'm more fearful of the kind of performance
2: Kumpo had in game one, to be honest, because triple double. These guys weren't missing. Right. He found the open guys.
3: Yes. Well, yeah, even that. You're right, yeah, like, like that's that's a that that's like a win. that's a that's a win. Yeah, a
2: well rounded game right. from him is Holl- what I'm Holliday, more fearful of.
3: Holiday's your MVP. Yeah, because if you ask me, he was the MVP on both. Yeah. what he was doing on both ends was just yeah it' was tremendous he was the game's leading scorer that in, in game one right. but
2: if he goes off of 40 and no one else does that's a win i mean obviously it's a win mm-hmm. for the series but that's a that's a that's so a good thing to survive that then. i think it's something to survive that if no one else goes off if you let yeah, it's, 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 two, a, it's it's the whole usually go hand in hand. But listen but listen though but it's the only the only hand reason hand. why i say that is because someone like LeBron maybe like over a decade ago like he could he could score from a- anywhere Antetokounmpo can't. He's a little bit limited there. He's got, he's got like, he's got like three moves, technically, right? The first one, we all know what the first one is barrel down the lane, dunk, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like he, that, that is like the last thing he pulls out of his arsenal. When he's like not feeling it, he's like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, just go down the lane and see if I get fouled or the second one is posting you up. And he doesn't do that very often. Yeah. And then the third one is like the mid range slash the three pointer because he's not good really in both of those. And when he's when he feels like, you know, no one's open, he'll he'll try to just like oh, I'm just gonna surprise people and just boom, just but most of the time it doesn't work out for him. So if you know the Celtics keep uh the Celtics don't double team, I think that's the that's probably the best way to to get to get Giannis to shoot a poor percentage. And not go to the free throw line he didn't go to the free. He went to the free throw line like maybe ten times in mm-hmm. last game, mm-hmm. so it's uh, easier said than done. Obviously, but I think if uh, if he has the type of game that he had in game one, something might be in trouble.
3: All right, we'll see. We'll see. Game three is gonna be. I am telling you because of the because of the extra days off. Like I, like I, I, I feel like. By the way, by the way, the you, stuff- know,
2: you know why they have the game is Saturday not Friday?
3: Why? Because
2: there is like a rock festival happening in Milwaukee. Is that at, right? At Pfizer, that's Pfizer Forum. Yeah, that's why.
3: Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I wanted to hit that up. No, <laughs> no, go, 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 not bro.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's relevant, you know. It is, especially for the for a team like the Bucks. Like you're heading home, like you you want that. Yeah, you know, that, that's a good thing. So it becomes, it becomes we'll the best see. of five now at this point. Yeah, yeah, but at least at least the Celtics took care of business. I mean, they uh they you wanted to see what this team was made of the first sign of adversity and this is it they haven't lost a playoff game they haven't lost a game in a while or at least one that well double digit loss was back in like february right <laughs> for them for like, the Celtics, uh one where you're just like okay wow they just flat out lost that yeah, one. yeah so. and that's exactly what happened in game one you know that 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 game was done but I mean, they were waving the white flag towards the end so we'll see what happens in game three of course uh game four also in milwaukee we're having a new episode between game four or five so. yeah um yeah, that, be that, extra, that extra day off for travel. and We'll check in with we'll check in with Ducha, man. I'm sure he got some funny stories for us <laughs> from from Orlando, man. And I'm sure he's got some crazy takes <laughs> on this series. i will tell me, him, keep him on ice, man. He probably forgets Yeah, right? Remember, remind him. Yeah. Like, yo, can you write these down? But another <laughs> But another thing though that the Celtics did in game two that they hadn't done all
2: playoffs was uh, blow out a team. It wasn't didn't go it didn't go down to the wire sort so to speak. Yeah. Kind of kinda of felt like that in, in the first series, but Right, you know, that was a good, that was a good bounce back for, for the Celtics and the uh, and the May
3: era. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, let's wrap up this episode the way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street, where we take our trip around the league with Joels. In case you missed it, in case you missed it, in case you missed it, in case you missed it,
2: Joel, what we miss? You know, it's it's just uh the gift that keeps giving, so to speak. It just won't go away they probably won't go away all off season you know even though we're still in the playoffs technically but ben simmons uh oh, expected to to need 3 to 4 months to uh make a full recovery on uh you know back surgery according to uh ESPN uh the expectation is that uh he will be ready well ahead of training camp whether he'll be there or not anybody's guess you know <laughs> what <laughs> what happened
3: <laughs> what so he needs surgery now. Okay. No, he, he he went he went he he, uh, oh, well, well, he underwent successful surgery, but for what exactly? Like it was it was the back. It was like what are they fixing here? Like what's the explanation of this one? According to
2: the Nets, uh, he underwent successful
3: microdisectomy surgery, but can you pinpoint question like, mark when this happened? <laughs> like can they? Like I don't understand how this is. Like, the whole back thing was just, it, they made it seem like it was mild. Like, it, they didn't, at, at any point did they ever indicate that he may need surgery? I mean, we don't even know if it was a herniated disc. That's what they were saying.
2: Well, that's what was coming out of Ben Simmons' camp. There never was it never was an official, like, diagnosis of what the heck was going on with his back. And then I remember last episode, I said, uh, there was a report that, he was so much in his head that he might have caused the back pain because he was he had the yips. He didn't he didn't want to come back. He was afraid to come back. But Jeez. now, you know this this comes out. You know, three yeah. to four month recovery. He should be back for training camp. It should be is the key terms here. But who knows if he's going to come back? Um, according to Discord, Ben Simmons had played Discord? Call of Duty for twenty three straight hours. Oh, Discord, okay. I don't know if uh, how true that is, but that's that's flowing around out there. While he was sitting out during the playoffs with, you know, back tightness, 23 straight hours of playing Call of Duty will do that, though. It will, it will do that.
3: No, that's got to be something like, you know, you, you. it looks like you're logged on, but you're not. But still, it still screams that you're spending excessive hours <laughs> playing video games. Sitting down.
2: Jeez. I mean, Paul Pierce even tweeted out, I'm trying to figure out, did I miss the game that Ben Simmons hurt his back? When did this all happen? <laughs> Seriously. End quote.
3: And if it was that serious, why was it never mentioned before that he could go under the under the knife? <laughs> like it's like gosh, man. It's like I don't want to play.
2: My back hurts. I'm gonna come back. Actually, I'm not gonna come back. Back surgery. I need surgery. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Like, what? That's never surgery was never brought up once. Right. Never brought up once. It's quite the range. All right, what else did we missed? All right, in case you missed it, Joel Embiid just missed, you know, the first two games of uh, the series against between the the 76ers and the Heat. And right now he's listed out for game three as the Heat are
3: winning this series 2-0. I hate to say it, but I'm looking at you, Doc. I'm looking (laughs) at you, bro. (laughs) Me and Philly and Sixers Nation is staring at you right now. Like, my guy, what were you thinking? (laughs) Uh, But according to Woj, though,
2: there is still progress that could be made to change. His availability between when this podcast is being recorded and Friday's tip off of Game Three <laughs> in Philly. Uh, uh or, or, and and breaking news: James Harden still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you had me. I'm like, Wait, what happened with James <laughs> Harden? <now?"
1: laughs>
2: still sucks. At this point, you're depending on Maxi. Jeez. And, Yo, to, it, and Tobias Harris has been missing since the bubble, since before the bubble. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. in Philly, huh? Philly, this this ain't gonna be your year. saying it? This ain't this, this ain't this ain't the year.
3: Okay, real quick, oh, real ahead, quick though. Uh, also, this might be Doc's last year in Philly. You think so? Yeah, I think it might be. Why you think he's you think he's resigning? I don't think it's gonna be by choice. Really? Yeah, this is a tough one, man. So who do you think who do you think they bring in? D'Antoni, who was reportedly you know searching for a job. I don't think it's. I don't think that, that you cross you cross that bridge after you you do this one after you do this this tough thing because you know what after the reports of hearing that the, the locker room had already gone sour with Doc. And then now you – Oh, that dog might possibly my coach of Coach Lakers. Well, no, not that. No, uh, just that they just don't they, they don't like the guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, like and some of the star players, or some like, of the featured players. there's not crazy about dog. Oh, in case I missed it. But I because, because of the, the success of the team, you know. And then now, before that, with James Harden being added, I felt like they thought that that would help bring him to the top or at least make him reach another level. But that, that didn't help. Mm-mm. And then now with this, you know, making this this mistake and, and keeping keeping Embiid in there for too long, man. I don't know. I, I just feel like things just been getting worse and worse for for Doc and the Sixers. Yeah, it's not it's not looking good. No, it's not looking
2: good. And meanwhile, Lowry's still out, and I don't think there's no rush for him to come back at this point.
3: Yo, the Heat <laughs> they're treating the series like it's the, like it's the regular season, man.
1: And, then, like, and then
2: for no, the Union right, yo, need that off.
3: Yo, we need to you know you know what else too. You know what they, I low key feel like they, they're looking at Boston. You need that. Yo, everyone. We're getting ready for Boston. Rest up. Rest up for Boston or Milwaukee. Either one. Either one. Either one. They're like, listen, we got to make sure everyone because look, they've been they've been banged up all year long. You know, there's always been somebody with those guys. And for those that forgot, Victor Oladipo is on this
2: team. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So he's he's been he's been putting out you know 15, 16 off the bench like
3: (laughs) he's been banged up since fucking since Gobert tested positive for COVID. (laughs) That's how long he's been since the world stopped back in March 2020. Like, fucking Tyler
2: Hero just won Six Man of the Year like.
3: Like it's, it's,
2: it's looking pretty shiny down in, in, Miami.
3: Yeah, man. Then I'm messing around.
2: All right. And uh, in case you missed it, Gary Payne, the second, uh, he's got a slight ligament damage along his fractured left elbow. According to the Warriors, he'll miss at least three weeks, but has not ruled out a return in case the Warriors make it to the NBA finals. Mm -hmm. Obviously Steve Kerr ain't happy, you know, called the play dirty. And because of uh, the play by Dylan Brooks, you know, the hard the hard foul that he didn't even he didn't even go for the ball. He was, was just kind of just smacked him across the head in the midair. I thought that was uh not necessary. I get it, you know, you don't want to stop the layup but Yeah. You know what it was, man. <sighs> but I mean the the
3: NBA has suspended Brooks for game three in that series. Yeah, yeah. Um and I feel like you sort of had to, man, just because of the outcome and because, you know, it just has to set a precedent for everyone for the entire league. No, he knew immediately. Things are getting chippy right now. Immediately when he when he so, went down, he's like, "Fuck." Yeah, yeah, he knew. So <laughs> yeah. the way I the way I saw it, and I've seen it obviously just like everybody else, yeah, replay more than three, four, five times. Awful. I felt like it was one of those like frustration fouls, where it's like you want to get your money's worth, but you also want like you want to you're going for, for the ball clearly, but you want to get your money's worth. And I just felt like he took his frustration out on on essentially his neck man like mm-hmm. it was just it, it wasn't his intention mm-hmm. but the frustration was there If that makes sense you yeah know what no I, mean? I, I see i see what you're saying so because like, of I, that
2: I, the intent i don't think the intent was exactly, to hurt him
3: right but you did because if you really want to hurt somebody <laughs> yeah. you're not going to go you're not going to be anywhere near the ball yeah yeah like whether so, like whether he injured himself or not that wasn't a, that wasn't a play right <laughs> that wasn't the play right like so i think uh, the flagrant two was 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 warranted yeah. warranted but I also think the way everyone responded and the way obviously Payton's body responded to it, mm. the NBA had to suspend him. Yeah, they had to. I think they made the right call. Yeah, yeah. And um, another little piece of uh,
2: news to come out from this series: Draymond Green has been fined twenty five grand for uh, showing everybody he's number one in the. In Memphis, he flipped off the crowd when he was. Uh,
3: Yo, is it because he went back hate... out there? Because I was like, "Wait, when is that allowed? Like, when, when did they let that happen?" Like, no, no, he got he got hurt.
2: You know, he got he got uh, elbow to the face. He blood was coming down. He had to go get stitches, and he did it according to him because the crowd was cheering. That he... oh wait, are you are talking about after game two? No, no, this was in the this is in the middle of game one. Oh, it was before he got ejected. This was Tuesday night. No, game two. I'm sorry, two two. So this oh, was. Oh, okay. I yeah, they're talking yeah. about game one. No, no, game one. He, when he, got he ejected. went
3: back out there. I was like, he's gonna get fined for that. I, no, no, I, I didn't no. think. Once you get ejected, I thought you you you're good for for the court. After no. that, like you're not coming
2: back out to the court. Though. This incident happened in game two. Okay, so this is after Dylan Dylan had got ejected, and so then he got hit in the, he got hit in the face. Oh, you're talking about after the the flagrant, my bad. After the yeah, gotcha. after gotcha. After, after, I, after Brooks, I think you, I thought
3: you were just talking about something
2: separately. Yeah, no, after Brooks got ejected, this happened later on in the same game. Got hit in the hit in the face. Blood was coming down. He had to go get stitches. So as he's like you know laying there, and they're like trying to. You know, clean him up a little bit before he goes to the back to get his stitches. The crowd is cheering, like you know, mm-hmm. he got mad, got up, flipped, You know, both both middle fingers, not just one, both of them. Two birds, two birds, two birds, wow. not just got yeah, both of them, both of them. <laughs> wow. Walked out That's and aggressive. then after the game, obviously he got asked, and he says, "You're gonna cheer when I'm sitting there, you know, blood scoring down my my you know my face or whatever." So he's like, "You know what? I'll take the fine." So it felt good to flip him off or whatever. You know, if we remember and, and the, the first round, obviously Kyrie Irving. I respect it. Did the, did the, <laughs> something similar wasn't two fingers. Well, actually, no, it was like three different times that he flipped the crowd off. Yeah. 50 grand. But Kyrie wasn't, he wasn't bleeding though. He was he exactly, exactly. So this one was 25 grand. grand. I really thought it was going to be 50 the way like the things have been going in the NBA, you know, playoffs so far. Yeah. So I think the NBA took into account. Yeah, it was fucked up what the crowd did. Yeah. So 25 K. And he's like, I make 25 million a year. So it, it's not going to hurt me. I'll just make that money up. You know, he's like, he goes he goes, I hope he goes, I'll take the fine. It's whatever.
3: I don't even think you you're mean to do this, but you you kinda sound like Draymond, i spot up. <laughs> I'll I'll take the fine. Sound just like it. exactly how you would say it. I'll, I'll take the fine. That's yeah. fine. good. Talking from the side of his mouth. <laughs> Fucking
2: Mr. Mouthbreather, Draymond
3: Green. <laughs> Overall interview? <laughs> like, wow. Like, he got an interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that. Right? Talk about the, remember, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Durant thing when yeah, he yeah. was, uh he was, he was making fun of the Celtics fans for booing Durant. Yeah, like the, first, like the first, time after first time he signed with, the, he with he the Warriors. With the Warriors. Yeah, it's yeah. just like,
2: yeah, like where you been? Man? Yeah, this right. Is, like, come on, bro. Yeah, this is no, Boston. Man. Not everybody's fortunate as you to play with, you know,
3: right?
2: Three future Hall of Famers at that point because it was KD,
3: you yeah. know, Clay and Steph. It's like relax. Ain't no, ain't no Tom Brady trying to break bread with you and try to convince you to come to Boston, right? <laughs> it was a big deal in Boston. Let me right? tell you this: it right. was a big deal, Draymond. Let me
2: tell you this: if whatever he becomes a free agent, and the world goes, we're good with you. It's gonna be a sad day for Draymond Green. <laughs> I really do. It's gonna be a sad. Do <laughs> you think day that for day's for gonna happen Green. though? Not, I mean, not anytime soon. I'm not saying oh, that. Okay. okay. He's, I think he's he's on his his this current deal. I think he, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's another two to three more years. I think he just he, his extension just kind of kicked in, so enjoy this, Draymond. Enjoy this because it's gonna be it's gonna be a sad day for you when the realization that like I think I'm gonna have to you know stick with TNT and my podcast
3: to make dough. Right? I'm just saying, you know, just, I could see him. I could see him not wanting to go to another team and just say, you know what, I'm done. I could see that happen. Yeah, you
2: know, I'm, I'm 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 gonna be loyal, and it's like, nah, man. It's, it's, when yeah. the words say they're done with you, they're gonna be like,
3: they're done with right. you he's so it like, it like i'm gonna be loyal he's like no nah, you're, you're heartbroken yes right? exactly and, and it's, you can't you can't play for another team yeah, because of it. yeah
2: yeah not only that I like see that. you're you're good for steve kerr's system yeah yeah another thing too I'm sorry well it's what it is well, what it is
3: when the time you know yeah that's true but it'll amplify the fact that like he's over the hill yeah like you know if came back because he's like i missed being here yeah and he's
2: injured right now so it's gonna catch up to him too like i think it's time to call it quits yeah so it is it is what it is it happens quickly it does it happens in a blink of an eye <laughs> when you start seeing we start seeing it start seeing the grays in the beard it's coming soon oh
3: come it's on it's coming man. soon he's not he's not your daughter's haslam <laughs> no fair haslam point. looks younger than fair fucking point. draymond right now come on man yo real <laughs> take that back that's not true i will not <laughs> take it back that's true no don't google his ass he's not uncle level yet he's on his way but he's like he's like He's like Baby Unk. I'm Unc. saying he looks like him. I'm not saying he is like you know. Draymond, he is
2: he is you know, Unc Unc Dre. He's not you know, <laughs> Unc Mond. Whatever they, they call him these days. All right. In case you missed it, I guess I guess some good news for one of the LA teams, the Clippers, give an extension to uh, Robert Covington, two years, twenty four million dollars. I think it's a, it's a start. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it's a start. If, if um, Kawhi Leonard decides he wants to be healthy. Maybe maybe the Clippers to go somewhere this year. Whenever you, this
3: next season, sorry. Maybe you decide you want to play basketball again, man. Just that'd be great for them. Just let See, them they're
2: know. not they're not doing they're not doing the uh the Brooklyn thing. Where it's just like they were talking about Ben Simmons all the time. Like, yo, I mean, you know, it's, it's whenever he wants to play, they they don't mention Ka- to why at all, bro.
3: They're like, <laughs> yo, we
2: got nothing, bro. We didn't even know he he had a part. We didn't know he tore his ACL. <laughs> they just said he had a knee injury in last in the, in the, in the playoffs last summer. Uh, yeah, last last yeah last, last me, spring. Man. Kawhi went back home during the pandemic, and was
3: chilling. Bro,
2: he had a knee injury the he's whole playoffs. Chilling. And then in the summertime, they were like, oh, yeah, he had surgery to repair a you know, partially torn
3: ACL. Dude, oh,
2: he had a partially torn
3: ACL. You don't my say. My dude recorded a rap album. He's breaking bread with family and friends he hasn't seen Make in a while. Making commercials.
2: Yo, he's, he's been very vocal
3: with everything besides basketball since yeah. he made it to the Clippers. It's like, yo, man. He's really come out of the show. Can we see you uh, do a drill real quickly? Can we see you back on the, on the court anytime soon? Seriously. <laughs> But well, he's living his best life, so good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, and he signed an extension too last summer. Remember? Of course right. he did. <laughs> of course, the club's got no damn choice, man. It's him and PG. This is it. This is it. This is what they signed up for. <laughs> and and, and last everybody else least, is gone, right? right? This is it. You signed up for this program. You got to see it through now.
2: You know, Tyler was like, "I, I got nothing." <laughs> like we traded, we traded for uh, Norman Powell. Like you know, we're trying here. All At right. At least they got more so That was my guy. Yeah, yeah, he's you know, he's, he's going to be there for a few, for a few more years. What a mook. Uh And last but not least, in case you missed it, the Bucks actually gave a, an update on Chris Middleton. Not think he's coming back anytime soon, but you know he's going he continues to make steady progress on his left knee. You know during his habilitation, and uh, you know any additional updates will obviously be provided during the series. I'm guessing because after that, there's really no point. <laughs> I mean. They're still uh, even about, even if they even if, they, think they, about if the Bucks,
3: they do. Think about games,
2: right? Seven. No, but like even if the even if the Bucks, according to the Bucks, were to make it past this round, there's no guarantee that he'll even be ready for that. So
3: yeah, yeah, because that's why they were saying um um he's ruled out for the entire series yeah, because yeah.
2: yeah. For those that forgot, that MCL sprain, it's a grade two MCL sprain that he's uh, suffered
3: in game two against the Bulls. So yeah, you know the Bulls were happy for about a game was no, a bad joke. he's not gonna play games, so sorry <laughs> terrible joke. get well soon, but not he's too a, soon. He's such a true <laughs> not too soon <laughs> but take it easy no <laughs> he's just a he's such a true professional man It's just a efficient score just yeah man, you hate to see it, but yeah, yeah,
2: that's so all that's gonna do it for this playoff edition of uh in case you missed it uh hit us up on all social media platforms at Causeway street. So he's making the, the trek out to Milwaukee, one of his favorite cities. Joel's <laughs> lying. So he'll be he'll be snapping away. You're snapping a, away. You are a liar. You're
3: gonna take a brewers in? You're gonna take in the Brewers game, right? I, I hate Milwaukee. <laughs> you want to that rock fest I right hear? Actually the Brewers game was probably the best thing I ever did in Milwaukee. And that was like three years ago so what, what is that what is their, their thing cheese curls what is that oh cheese curds cheese curds Yo, i gotta get some cheese curds there you go yes see, see? i just cheese got him excited i just got him excited so oh yeah that's one thing i'm looking forward to I'll, outside of basketball obviously but snap 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 that for us i think i was the only one <laughs> crossed my finger for the chicago bulls in that series it's like come on come on send me to the shy i want to go to the shy <laughs> i've never i never even been inside the united center man besides no i've been i went to the jordan statue one time yes once but it it wasn't even a there wasn't even a game i just made the trip because just I, I just had to do it yeah, yeah I had to yeah, cross yeah. it off my basketball bucket list how long is that that train right it's real quick right? it's like 45 minutes yeah so the last time i was out there instead of spending my off day in the great city of milwaukee i took a train out to <laughs> to chicago and i got to uh got to kick it with the uh, jordan statue and then you just got back the on the train and I came back I kicked it with the jordan statue yeah and then i um took like Twenty seven pictures and went went back to my hotel. <laughs> went to the- all angles, <laughs> all angles. That's what's up. <laughs> so yeah, so you <laughs> got know. the side eye from the locals and then <laughs> got into my Uber and I <laughs> and I left. <laughs> so besides, you know,
2: Sway's great uh, uh, commentary on uh, the city of Milwaukee. He, you know, you can you can catch him. Use <laughs> the cheese uh, cards though. Cheese cards a bomb. Now you can catch them on the uh, on the on the post game show on CLNS. Don't, don't forget to uh, you know hit that up after every after every game. And if you don't know what
3: cheese curds are, they're pretty much like bite sized I want to say like mozzarella sticks, but the breading is different though. It's almost like bite sized mozzarella sticks, but instead of mozzarella, it's cheddar cheese in that motherfucker. I mean. That might be a game changer right there. There you go. That might be a game changer. Oh,
2: it's All good. Right. It's and good. also hit up CosbyStreet.com for your <laughs> Celtics playoff <laughs> coverage. Subscribe to our Patreon. That's
3: Patreon Bring back some cheese cars, Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I, I gotta try this. We'll throw them in a toaster oven. You know? I gotta try it. Like the way you describe it, it sounds great. But I'm afraid, like I'm afraid, I'm gonna be let down for some reason. I don't know why.
3: Yeah, I don't want you to get too. That's the thing. I don't want to be like it's amazing, but it's yeah. uh, it's good. It's a nice little treat.
2: Yo, interview a local for the uh, for the after hours. About what? Cheese cards? Just in general. <laughs> just about life. <laughs> All right. You know, like, yo, that's funny you say that. I almost uh, did that
3: in Brooklyn. Yeah. I almost did that. I, well, I, I spoke to local. I just didn't record any conversations, but yeah. I mean, I, I kept the I kept the basketball, you know, the, 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 the content's going up this week, by the way. Um, Grant Williams, Jalen Brown. I got, I got a few minutes with those guys. So that was fun. That, that's, that's going to be on Patreon. Um, but then, yes, yeah, just speaking to like local, like Brooklynites, as they're called. Uh, down there that's 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 for certain yeah that's for certain um it was pretty cool man getting uh uh hearing from like older older guys who've seen the city transform to you know to what it is now and and, and how this team is is, is you know they've been a big part of it too that, that transition i hear they go hard out there is that true all right <laughs>
2: see for see for this and even better content patreon.com slash causeway all right old man
3: joke out of here the
2: after hours (laughs) the causeway after hours you got the after you got the after show podcast you got the sway one-on-one podcast yes yes. you know what
3: giveaways coming out too Jalen was cool but also grant man i had a really good conversation with grant right outside the bus um just talking about the transformation of this team and the turning point the proverbial turning point um he said fuck haydie i heard it and uh and some other (laughs) stuff too yeah (laughs) <laughs> nah, he didn't say that But some other stuff too <laughs> Some good stuff Some good uh, Some good back and forth Between Grant and I, man And then he Went out and did what he did In game two About a week later So shout so so out to Grant, man so I think, so Playoff that, Grant's real It's a real thing, guys Now that, that had to do with Sway He had a great conversation He was like, you know what? <laughs> yes, it was me I'm
2: gonna do it I'm gonna do it for Sway I'm gonna do
3: it <laughs> i do it for Causeway, you know?
2: Right. That's what it is So, you know Don't forget to subscribe, you know? It's it's, it's uh, it, it goes a long way In terms of uh, us Doing what we do and we appreciate the love.
3: Any last? Yes, later? absolutely. Plus, it's hilarious. <laughs> so check us out, patreoncom causeway.
2: Hell yeah! And as always, Black Lives Matter. Let's stop Asian hate. Let's uh, pray for peace in the Middle East as we stand with the Ukraine. And until next time, we are out.